0: Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com
1: Step up. That's what this is from. Step up. I was trying to figure out where it was from. And he does his little dance at the end of Channing Tatum. And this was the the intro they used. See, I'm all over it. There you go. A, we still like, got to figure out the other one. I can't remember what the song is. Oh, it's Perm by Bruno Mars. But I'm trying to think of the I'm movie they used the movie. it. That one's been driving me crazy. Yeah, yeah they used it at the end. And it's just all the like the actors just dancing crazy to Bruno Mars. <laughs> I just can never wrap my brain around what, what movie. Uh, I'm betting no No. This one. On this one, let's bring in Barry Thompson, Coach. We're trying to figure out. There's a movie. Um, you would actually have to play the song because I don't think he knows Bruno Mars' "Perm." Uh, perm, we, yeah, get some perm with that attitude. Yeah, wow. yeah. That song, I
0: love that song. So there's a, but there's <laughs> a
1: movie that used it at the end for like the the staff to to for the act for the cast to dance to, and oh, I can't really? remember what movie it is. Like I just, no, I no, I
0: wouldn't know. But I, I like that. I love that song, boy.
1: Yeah, that's, you know, look, I'm all in Bruno Mars, man. I'm just, you know, that's how that is. You spent some time in the film room vault, man. You went deep with it. (laughs) Going to get in and tell me what you saw from Mark Whipple and Casey Thompson and this Huskers offense. What's issue one?
0: Uh, The line. Yeah. The line. It's sad to say, but uh, at least in the Purdue game, there's not – there, there are versus Purdue. I mean, cause I, I haven't looked at all the games. Right. I, I, I was able to look at the all 22 of just the offense and it, it, it just dawned on me. There aren't many times where you see both tackles get beat. Right. Right. I mean, that's a lot of pressure coming down. There were a few times toward the end, he kind of got in rhythm with it and knew when to slide up and make plays. But yeah, that's really tough when both tackles are getting beat off the edge at the same time. Um, I don't. I mean, it's on film. I don't want Bears, but the, the, the right guard. The, he he had a tough film session after the game, and there's there's no, no question that he had a very tough film session after the
1: yeah. game. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, um, so I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to pick on anybody. It's on tape, and there may be reasons why and this and that. But my eyes just consistently kind of, kind of went to to him, and as a result, I couldn't really judge. Um, Casey so much because there, there were times that you know, he was really just fighting to, to stay alive in the pocket and find somebody or, you know, sometimes the protection didn't allow the time for a route to develop and he had to do things. Um, there was one kind of kind of goofy we threw the interception, it was kind of goofy. There's an end zone shot and from a quarterback perspective he's running to his right, he's looking uh, for whatever the sideline pattern was. And then for some reason, his eyes appear to shoot all the way back across the field before he spots the, the over, the drag, and he kind of whips it. And as a result, he didn't see the defender who was coming from underneath. Um, but other than that, I saw a guy tough. pretty tough. Cause he, I mean, he, took, he really took some shots. Um, and, I mean, what can you say about Trey? I mean, the, the, it was funny that their defensive back didn't learn – Throughout the course of that game, that you know you better you better loosen up, you know. Or if this going, if I if I'm a safety and I got two vertical threats, you know, at some point in the game, that vertical threat isn't going to get the ball. Maybe the other one will, but this one isn't. Um, take one to away. Watch him, watch him run past people. Um, another thing I saw. What's the running back name? Uh, number ten?
1: Grant. Anthony Grant.
0: Grant on the reverse. Um, it was there. There are two interesting hustle plays on the reverse uh, for Purdue. When the reverse starts to break up the sideline, there's a Purdue player, number seven. He he's a corner or something on the left part of the screen. This is an end zone view. We're we're looking at Nebraska coming at us, and the reverse is going to the right. And you see number seven start to jog, and as he realizes break, he picks up. And about the same time, Grant is running. Stride for stride for him with Mm -hmm. this guy. Mm -hmm. And number seven is the guy who winds up making the tackle. And the only reason he made the tackle is at the end of that long diagonal run, that guy had just a little more burst than Grant did at that point, and he got past Grant. Mm. Otherwise, Grant would have blocked him, and that would have gone in for a touchdown. So that to watch guys play that hard. That part.
1: That highly part.
0: encouraging, right? You hear I me. Mean? Yeah. I mean? Highly encouraging. Um, but they've, they've got to get some things fixed there with the line somehow um, so that they can get a little more production, out of, a, more, a little more consistent production out of the run game. Um, I have nothing compared to because I haven't watched the other games. But I do know that when they had their last off week, Right, They came back, and they were better. And I, I suspect, I told you a long time ago, every time I heard Coach Joseph speak, I felt better about Nebraska football. And, and that has not changed. Every time I hear him talk, I feel better about Nebraska football. So um, these talent deficits, they're going to get exposed in games that are competitive. Mm-hmm. But being organized, lining up, playing hard, not making mistakes with the ball, that that will get you a lot of wins, a lot of wins.
1: Well, we've been in um, those, we've been in those spaces where folks say, "Look, half the battle is getting lined up right." Yes, that's yes. still true. That remains even at Power Five. That if the offense yep. lines up with a with a with the proper sh- scheme and yep. then decent eyes. You can defeat some of this as the quarterbacks coach and as a former quarterback yourself. What happens when you don't feel safe back there?
0: Well, it's not, it's not a good feeling. Uh, it's from it affects different people differently. Um, there are some who will just become completely unhinged, unraveled, and you know their feet are hopping around. You don't really see too much of that anymore. The more delicate, I'm a S A T word. The more deleterious effect.
1: <laughs> Hello, Mr. Thompson.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is is when the quarterback he, he's tough enough, he'll take the shot, but then there's a moment where he, he sees a ghost, mm-hmm. right? And he just he just reacts because and that that to me is is the more impactful thing. When he's there, he's ready to make a decision. He feels a ghost and just he jerks. Now I didn't see any of that on like Casey, but but that will happen over time. Um, That will happen. And then there's the preservation part of it. If a quarterback gets hurt and, you know, and he's still playing, then you can also see a little self-preservation on some throws, right? Because, you know, I really don't want to take another smack in the ribs, that type of thing, or I don't want to, you know what I mean? Um, But Casey hasn't exhibited any of that. I just knew that he
1: he took some shots. To, to have Mark Whipple come over, there was one instance where Whipple was like, just get him the ball, get it out of your hand, give him the ball. Yeah. What would cause that reaction from a from a coordinator?
0: Well, it's it, – when you – sometimes when a guy's running a longer pattern and against the right coverage, you don't have to hold the ball as long as you think. That is, you, you need – little information that you can get the ball. Like, for instance, there was a, a play where um, I think it was Trey. He ran an out, and the corner was playing what's called a zone turn technique. That is, his back was kind of to Trey. As Trey's running out, he's, he's moving with Trey in that direction, but the front part of his body is watching the quarterback. And when Trey hits the sideline, he turned up. That ball could be thrown then. Yeah. Right, that, that that would be a good instance where he didn't have to wait for Trey to get, you know, to smoke that guy and then throw the ball. That's a good instance where the ball could be up. There was another instance where, um, they had two high safeties. They had something from the backside that was occupying the one safety and Trey was running a virtually a seam route and he had from the seam all the way to sideline over. Again, seeing that coverage, knowing that Trey is going to get that guy. And if he was reading the safety, for some reason, on his way in, the safety stopped his seat.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? And at that point, the ball could have been up. So those types of things are what you'll say to a quarterback. And it takes a little while for quarterbacks to get used to doing that. Um, I'm sure if they rep those types of things, the case won't have any problem getting the ball up. It's a big thing with uh, – as quarterbacks transition, to people talk about throwing open and uh, route anticipation. I call it just throwing on time, right? And and what throwing on time means a lot is that a quarterback he has to kind of split his vision. So, like if I if we're both quarterbacks, I'm not for talking here. But let's just say I have some guy on my right that's running the end cut, and my footwork is the time I'm understanding and let's say it's five steps in the pocket. I'm going to throw the ball. Well, as I'm going back. What I wanna do with my left eye is kind of process the route space. Where's the ball gonna go? Is it being defended, not defended, that type of thing. So by the time that I hit my fifth step and that pop, I can feel out of my right eye the break of the receiver and I'm throwing the ball. Right? And that's that case where the ball's thrown, the break is made, and they come together. But it's it's processing that route space or processing the defender who's defending. So in that case, I told you that Casey, on that particular play, processing what the safety was doing would tell him when and where to throw the ball.
1: There seemed to be some disengaged consideration of Travis Vokalek. Like I think in order for Casey Thompson to advance and keep this offense I, at, at the level it should be, I think the intermediate routes to Vocalek open up all the, the, the deep routes to Palmer because it's going to occupy safety. What's in the What's in the playbook that you can use to make it easier? Because those are the easiest throws for a quarterback to make. Clean windows right in front of them, short to a big target.
0: Right. Well, you have all your option routes, you have the over-the-ball route. It was interesting, in the game, there were two 15-yard over-the-ball routes. So, again... You know the protection of being able to hold the ball was—I wasn't 15; was actually closer to 18, mm. where the, the tight end just moved and the 18-yard just sat right over top of the formation. I think he—he he threw one, completed another, um, got the ball to him once. I think he bolted over some people, um, but yeah, there, there's also shorter versions of that, right? A little option route, and I don't know how good he is at at kind of finding the space and sitting down in it. That takes a little bit of work between QB and tight end. Um, you can see that with uh, whatever that guy's name the quarterback for the Kansas City
1: Chiefs. Yeah, Kansas that dude. Chefs, that dude. The chefs.
0: Um, you know, he has relationships. Uh, Peyton Manning with uh, what was in Dallas. Uh, yeah. You know, Dallas they, Clark, they, they, and, the, and of course our favorite, Mister Christensen. Mm-hmm. Right. That that and and you Brady and and Gronk. So that can evolve and and maybe be part of the game if it fits into Whipple's play design. And you're right, that does help because oftentimes those patterns hit in the in the heart of the defense in the middle. And not that you can't throw other patterns with them, but that's the part that they're trying to protect the most, in the middle of the field. And if you can pierce that part on a consistent basis, that really, really, really presents some problems.
1: Barry, it seems on a bye week that this is where more improvement and development happens. Is are we thinking? Are we too forward thinking? Are we too wide open to think that Mickey Joseph and his staff can make this team take a step up in another bye week?
0: No, I I think that this is clear with this staff that that this is only moving in one direction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know what I mean. Yeah. And I, I talked to you about that. I'm fortunate enough to be on the staff now. We start off with a very young players. And I didn't know how good we we're gonna be, but the one thing I was sure of is that this is only moving in one direction. It, it was just, and I, to your listeners, I don't mean that you know like they're cracking the whip and they're, you know, making people. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a group of coaches who, position by position, are coaching and communicating the way that there's a an 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 insistence that this is going to get better. That we're gonna learn how to do this right. That you're gonna get this assignment. There's some accountability after you have a number of repetitions and you know you should know this thing, right? And there's this constant pushing to, no, we're going to get this right, we're going to get this right, we're going to get this right. So I don't think it's it's unfair to assume that coming out of the bye week, more time with these guys, um, more general corrections, that you'll see them get more and more of the details of the game correct. And – um we just don't, what we don't know is as they continue that march this season, what that means is how good they will be. You understand, they'll be better, but we don't know how good they will be.
1: Yeah, that, that is the question for folks here, uh, folks who are rooting for Mickey, folks who are rooting against, how good can you be? Uh, you know, they're back in that space of looking for additional wins and trying to figure out how you get them. But I say one game at a time, go get them. Like it, it, yep. it, that's the right way to approach it. Barry, we'll go it to break. When we come back, we will talk to you, man. What are you cooking? What are we eating? We'll do that next here on Old School.
0: Okay. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.